Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to movie news number 83. Let's talk about our live show, the Netflix sizzle reel, all the news coming out of Disney and DC, and so much more. Hello, movie friends. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. We're excited to be back in the studio doing the news. If our voices are a little shot, it's because we just did our live show in Los Angeles yesterday, and it was a great event. We had so many people come in to the theater to watch us live, and so many fans tuned in on Moment.com watching the live stream. It was such a great day and we were happy to share it with so many of you. Yeah, we had a couple after parties, so the voice is uh, Voices it's, it's, are gone. It's a little weak right now, so bear <laughs> with us. But the box office was really big this weekend. If you're curious about the live show, you can still rent it, actually. If you want moments.co slash Raiders of the Lost, you can still tune in. Raiders 20 will get you 20% off. And you can just check that out. We'll talk yeah. about it more in depth on one, on Wednesday during the weekly chat. We'll talk about the whole yeah, experience. It's basically a recording of the show you can still watch. Yeah, but we'll, I can't wait to chat about it with you more and get in depth. Now, the box office was pretty solid this weekend. Avatar 2 is the sixth film ever to pass $2 billion at the global box office, which is absurd. We all knew that was going to happen. Puss in Boots pulled another $11 million. Megan pulled another $9.1 million. Missing, the latest film from, what's the that? Warner Brothers or Universal? I don't know. I don't know. It pulled $9 million at the, global bo- at the box office. And then A Man Called Otto pulled in another $9 mil. That, I think, turned into a profit. It's uh, $35 million right now, and it's estimated to make about $60 million, and it had a tiny budget. It's only each weekend dropped down 30% each weekend, so it's just been holding strong. Tom Hanks puts butts in seats. He sure does. He never He never fails. Also, Netflix released their official sizzle reel of 2023. These are always fun to watch, especially when the actors can interact with like the audience and break the fourth wall. It's, it's always a lot of fun. It's the best part about the gray man. Yeah, it was when Gosling <laughs> turned to the camera and spoke to us <laughs> on top of the train. Some of the great films that we have got looks at were David Fincher's The Killer with Michael Fassbender. We got some shots of that I'm super excited about. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon showed some footage, which looked really cool. Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth. Also, Damsel, starring Millie Bobby Brown. Again, these were just, like, quick snippets. Not much could be seen, but we got to see, like, just initial looks of some of these major films. They're going to have, I think it's about a dozen major film releases of 2023. Actually, it's almost like 15 or 20, because then we also have films like Dog Gone, Your Place or Mine, We Have a Ghost, Murder Mystery 2. Everyone's been waiting for that. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Let's make that money. Luther, The Fallen Son, I'm very excited about that. A Taurus Sky to Love, The Mother, They Cloned Tyrone, The Magician's Elephant, Lift, Pain Hustlers, Leo, Family Affair, Leave the World Behind. Rebel Moon comes out in December 2020, I mean, uh, December 22nd, and then The Killer comes out in November, so I'm, I'm sure they're going to do a theatrical release for The Killer and try to get some awards recognition. Yeah, that's that. awards season, yeah. At the same time as a Netflix release. So lots of hopefully good movies coming out from Netflix this year. Pretty excited. We'll see. It's very tantalizing. Lots of Disney news to go over as well. Let's start with the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer, which smashed the Star Wars Disney Plus record, racking up 83.5 million views in the first 24 hours after its release. It looks pretty epic. Mando's our favorite project that has been released on Disney Plus since they started that platform, really. So I'm pretty excited to tune into Mando 3 
I can't wait to see what other characters we have coming in from the canon of Star Wars and get Grogu and Mando back together hanging we'll, out yeah, on we missions. Also got Carl Weathers is back. Oh yeah, I baby. love Carl I love Weathers. That red suit he's wearing. And then it's cool to see baby little Grogu using his powers. Little baby Grogu. <laughs> little baby Grogu. But it looked epic. <laughs> The scale of it is just like massive compared to the first one. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and everybody's going to be tuning into and that. I think they know that this is their crown jewel, their gem right now. Not just yeah. for Disney Plus, but in content in general. Mando is like the most talked about thing, and people love it. I wouldn't be surprised if after a third season they put like a movie out or something. I would love to see a movie. Imagine seeing that on the big screen. People would love that. Yeah. It'd make a huge amount of money. Then we also have Andor is going to be filming its second season pretty soon. It will only be two seasons, which I like. Quality over quantity. Shows like the Breaking Bad, obviously, you know, AMC's like, you guys want to do like a, another couple of seasons? <laughs> <laughs> I think when shows outrun... Can we get a spin-off of Bill Burr's character? Yeah, if they go to, on too long, it's just like, it's not the same. I think The Office, that obviously happened as well. So they I stretch think, The Office on. Take what yeah. you got and make a great show out of it. We haven't tuned in for and, into Andor yet, but we've gotten so many people recommending it to us. So I think pretty soon in the next month or two, I'll try to get around to watching Andor finally. Yeah, I like that. And then one final bit of Disney news. No, two, actually. And then Anthony can take over. Adam Warlock, we got the first image of him from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like a really good image and still. And then it looked really cool design. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting suit, yeah. And then we also got news that Tron Ares, starring Jared Leto, is going to be going into production soon. It sounds like that would what that's what his Tron movie would be called, yeah, Ares. Tr- he probably came up with the title. <laughs> it's going to be directed by Joaquin Roning. Now, he was the director of one of the Pirates movies. I think it was the fifth number four, one. Number five. Let me double check. Rob Marshall did four, so it must have been five. So Joaquin Roning did. He did Maleficent, uh, Maleficent and then also Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Maleficent. Tell No Lies. Maleficent. <laughs> what is, these were, like, some of these names, like... Uh, Maleficent is the famous Disney Alicent, character. I know, Maleficent. <laughs> You know how, how how hard it was for me to get Allison. Maleficent. Allison to Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with those those letters combined. Word, words are hard. Words They're are hard. <laughs> I don't read good. I can't read good. <laughs> but yeah, try to Maleficent. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Sorry, no. I'm just I'm just a little surprised that Joseph Kaczynski, obviously coming off Tron Legacy, he made Oblivion, which didn't perform super well at the box office. Still a really cool movie. And then obviously, he also made Top Gun Maverick. You would think that Disney would try to take his vision that he originally had. Like, he's been trying to make a, a sequel to the Tron Legacy for a while now. He like I'm pretty sure he had a script done, and he had like all the production figured out, and probably sure he had concept art and everything. And now they're just like not giving him the funds, or not giving him the keys to do a sequel after the success of Top Gun Maverick. It's a little surprising to me. Well, this has been in development before Top Gun Maverick came out, so I think No, that, but I mean, Tron yeah. Legacy's sequel that Kaczynski yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. to do was as well. My guess is they're just kind of going to do a refresh button probably with it, and I, I'm guessing that Jeff Bridges isn't even going to be in it, which would be weird to have Tron without Jeff Bridges at all, but we'll find out. I mean, that hasn't even been announced yet. I'm just thinking that Jared Leto was not the right choice to lead this franchise. I don't think that Jared Leto has very much, has a big... Uh, fan favorite quality in terms of actors. I don't think that many people really, really love Jared Leto. So I thought it was an, he's an odd choice to lead the film. 
That's that's a lot of people on social media are really perplexed by it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just odd casting for the lead of your franchise to put it on the shoulders of Jared Leto that I feel like people don't like they're like, "Oh, I, I guess he's I like Jared Leto. He's he can have, he can be good in some movies, but I don't think he really has the the large-scale appeal that a lot of other movie stars have for a huge franchise yeah. because especially with the performance of Morbius, which I mean it made a decent amount of money. But it's just for, a joke, you know. Yeah. People joke about <laughs> people it. People went to see yeah. it just to see it. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I think he's a talented actor for sure, in in oh, yeah. artist yeah. in terms he's of musician winner. and actor. But he's he's phenomenal. But it is it seems like an odd fit. We'll see. They clearly have a plan. But I love yeah. John Legacy. I think that's such a cool movie, and to not bring back the creator of that like world that he did with that vision is yeah. kind of a, a miss for me. And what uh, what seems interesting about Adam Warlock, from what I read, is that he's going to be recently born, and so he's going to be like a sponge, like a baby's mind, like learning as he's doing things, which sounds like it could be a great way to make good comedy for the third film. He's going to be, like, very, like, uh, just unintelligent and kind of just, like, a childlike mentality growing into uh, being an adult as the story progresses. So it looks like they can mine that for great humor in Guardians 3. Plus, Will Poulter is a terrific actor. Yeah. He's starting to get the recognition he deserves because I think when everyone saw him in The Revenant, especially, they were He's like, great. Yeah. holy crap, this guy can act his butt off because he was in We Are the Millers, which is a really funny comedic performance. But to be acting alongside Tom Hardy and Leo, that's mm -hmm. really impressive for that age. Yeah, also in Midsummer, too. Mm -hmm. Also, for new... Well, actually, also, uh, but also Jackson Harper is also in Ant-Man, speaking of. We got our first image of him as Quaz in okay. Ant-Man. So he was also in Midsummer. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, new movie announcement for another uh, biographical film. Michael Jackson is... A film about Michael Jackson's life is in the works from Anton Fuqua and Lionsgate Production Studios. I think it's going to be a hard role for an actor to take on. It's a very complex role and also a hard movie to get right because Michael Jackson's life was unlike anyone else's. And so I think there could be a lot of people have, have high hopes for it and it's going to be hard to deliver. I think that it's people have been avoiding that biopic for a long time for that reason. So I think Antoine Fuqua is a fantastic director, so I think it's in good hands, but we'll see. It's a really tough, tough story to tell. It is because it, do you start for his entire life or you just focus on a specific period of when he's a megastar, the biggest star the world has ever seen? But do you go back to his roots as a child and his father and their and his family, you know, becoming musicians and dancers and such such talented artists at such a young age from the intense work regiment they had? Do you start that early from when Michael was just a child star singer and and just a, a, one of the biggest voices anyone ever heard in their entire lives at such a young age. Do you start that young and then go as he got older, became a heartthrob, thriller? Do you go back then and like his rise to superstardom and just changing music and pop music forever to where he ended up later in his life? It's just, how do you do all that in one movie? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it'll be a challenging thing to do, for sure. I think that if you're going to do it, just tell the whole story. That's the best way to do it. So it's it's going to be a challenge. We'll see. But, I, but for it's for also going to be who they cast is going to be really important. That's a tough role to do for an actor. So we'll find out. Next up, there's some Super Bowl ad spots that have been getting released online. Oftentimes, like obviously, these companies will get the Super Bowl spot, but they release them beforehand. Uh, one of the best ones so far, they did a Breaking Bad Super Bowl spot for that sounds awesome for Popcorners uh, Chip Brand. So Jesse Pinkman is sitting on a lawn chair in the desert. 
near the RV waiting for Walter to come back to start cooking. And he's just sitting in the lawn chair eating those chips. And it, it's just a really great simple Yo, commercial. Mr. White. Yo, Mr. White. Mr. White. And then there was also... Jesse, let's cook. <laughs> there was also a Timothy Chalamet Apple TV commercial where he's like desperate to work for Apple TV. And he keeps watching different shows. He's like, I could do that. Severance is weird. I can be weird. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a funny ad. Yeah. I loved how much I... I hate how much I loved it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we surprised that you loved it? <laughs> no, because like the corporate... Like the corporatization yeah. of cinema and, yeah. and TV it is what it is. But also, I love Timmy. But it was a really clever ad but um what's his name john, john ham was john him yeah it was in one like last year that was just like that yeah he was like why don't they why aren't they casting me like, yeah. i could do this i yeah. could do that yeah so I, it's like kind of like their annual thing it looks like yeah it seems like instead of doing a, t- a sizzle reel like netflix does they do like huge actor or actress and just like i wish i could get an apple tv role apple tv seems to rely on star power and putting that front forward before anything else so that i think that's how they advertise differently from other streaming apps yeah star power and great creative projects versus yeah. just a ton of content they don't have that many things to watch so it is pretty it's pretty low in the content they category. have four things to watch <laughs> on apple tv <laughs> and the chalamet commercial is one of them <laughs> all right we got some cool news involving michael b jordan whose creed 3 comes out this year obviously in march is he going to star in Rainbow Six? So this is the second time he's going to play the Tom Clancy character, um, Jack. What's his name? John. What's what's that character's called? John. You something. mean Jack Ryan? No, not oh, Jack no, Ryan. John, I don't know. I didn't see that. So film. so in, in without remorse, without remorse. Yeah, without from remorse. The Amazon movie? I'm sorry. His, the Tom Clancy character. Name yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that one. Is John or Jack something? So he he did that for I think it was Amazon. It's Jimbo. Right? It's Jimbo. <laughs> John Clark. <laughs> So it's the second time he's playing the role. No, it's Jimbo Clark. (laughs) Of Jimbo Clark. (laughs) And he'll be directed by Chad Stahelski. Interesting. John Wick director. And so Without Remorse is based on the novel of the same name. This will be Rainbow Six based on the novel of the same name as well. And, you know, Tom Clancy is such a beloved writer and storyteller and the character John Lark. Jimbo Clark. (laughs) Jimbo Clark. (laughs) Everyone loves the guy. (laughs) Yo, Jimbo. But it's going to be cool to see Michael B. take on that role again with Chad Stahelski directing that sounds amazing yeah I never saw Without Remorse because it got really bad reviews and I, I wasn't really totally sold in the trailer he's I mean I love Michael B. Jordan so hopefully this can be a rebound for that character I'm still I'm still amphoring with the character but still. that's the thing with John Clancy with Tom Clancy movies like even the Jack Ryan movies like some are duds some are awesome it's like it can be it depends on the filmmaker too so it's so important to get the story right and I'm sure it'd be Amazon too because they still I think they still they own the rights, the rights to, to Tom I, Clancy I and Jack Ryan and, yeah. and, and Jimbo Clark Next up, we have an update on Jeremy Renner. It's a very positive update he shared with fans that he's undergoing extensive physical therapy. We also learned that Renner broke over 30 bones in his body oh during the God. during the New Year's Eve incident. Are you kidding me? Over 30 bones. So it's just it's been an intense labor labor intensive process, I'm sure, doing the physical therapy, but he seems to be in very good spirits and hopefully he can make a full recovery. He seems to be doing well, but I'm sure this is probably going to take Probably another several months for him to recover. Probably a he, couple of years. He might he might not be fully recovered until later this year, is my guess. I guarantee. I bet later, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's Maybe, absolutely yeah. insane. I'm sure he had a couple surgeries, too. But over 30 bones plus the internal damage he probably had. I bet yeah. you, like, potentially, like, a collapsed lung or something like that. And mm-hmm. It's amazing none of his organs were damaged enough to be a fatal accident. That's yeah. so nuts that 
the human body is an incredible thing <laughs> that you can get run over by a snowplow and survive. I feel it's slow mo, slow motion Wolverine healing, basically. Holy crap! Yeah, so good for you. <laughs> so a human. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. It's like we're Wolverine, but it just takes a while. Yeah, <laughs> it takes like three years instead of ten seconds. Wolverine's like gunshot to the face. Good in tw- good in ten seconds. Very good. Jason Momoa te- teased a really ex- Momoa. What did I say? Momoa. 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 <laughs> Jimbo Momoa teased a very very, very interesting video. He made a selfie video. He didn't say anything, but he apparently had... In the left. whole video, he's just standing there? <laughs> no, sorry. He didn't say anything specifically. It was kind of just like loosely like saying something, but without actually saying it. And I'll get, So he had apparently left a meeting at Warner Brothers with Saffron and Gunn, and he was very excited, and he was thanking both of them. He said, thank you, Saffron. Thank you, James Gunn. I love you both. He said, we have a very exciting future. He didn't say anything specific. Is this in regards to being Aquaman Being again? Aquaman. Well, that's what the, he didn't say that. So I don't think he's allowed to say anything specifically, but the video implies that he's going to be sticking around as Aquaman for the future of the DC Universe. Getting some more of those big fat I checks. Think, I think that's a smart choice because everybody loves Jason Momoa, yeah. and I think everyone really enjoys him as Aquaman. He's one of the strong, strongest castings they've done. So going forward... It would be smart to keep him involved in, in the DCU. So I think that Gunn and Saffron, if that's the choice they made, that's a smart move. Imagine if they made him Superman. <laughs> he's, he's Aquaman and Superman. He just wears sunglasses as Superman. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Roll the dice. Wild card. All right. Some cool news here. We got Rami Malek just got cast as Buster Keaton, the silent film superstar, stuntman, from the 19 teens and 20s. This is going to be a miniseries from Warner Brothers. I think this is a really solid casting. He does re- resemble Buster Keaton. I also think that he definitely has the the facial acting down in terms of what Buster Keaton used to do with his eyes a lot and the facial expression. The goofy they kind stuff. Of, they, yeah. yeah, they kind of do the, the ca- wide-eyed, yeah. The wide-eyed, yeah. like, hopeful eye sort of thing. Buster Keaton was classic and known for that. Just, like, hopeful, like, eyes and just getting into all sorts of shenanigans. So I think he probably is going to be a perfect fit for the physical comedy that Buster Keaton mastered. I would love to see. I love biopics about sound stars. Like, that's why I like Chaplin so much. That star Robert Downey Jr. I highly recommend it if you've never seen it. He's absolutely terrific in that role. So this is going to be really cool to see Rami Malek take on Buster Keaton, another icon from the silent era. And I hope they show extensive... Uh, moments of the stunt work he did. I hope so too. I he, hope they do the the house for house falling. falling. Yeah, and the, the train, train sequence. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. It's so great. cool. Watch those on YouTube if you've never seen he, them. He was the original Jackie Chan. So he, Buster Keaton, obviously he's looked at as like a famous comedic silent film star, but he was doing remarkable, dangerous, insane stunts like at a Tom Cruise level of its time, of like a Jackie Chan level of its time, back in the heyday of silent film, and it was just amazing if you watch old clips of it. Yeah, Douglas Fairbanks was really big on that too as well. But yeah, that's this very cool casting. Next we have the Scream 6 trailer. And what I got from this Scream trailer, which they were telling you the whole time, is we're not like those other Screams. We're a cool Scream. <laughs> I saw your tweet. That was funny. <laughs> I did a, I'm a cool mom. Yeah, from, from, oh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we, <laughs> mean Girls. Mean Girls. <laughs> I think the trailer looked really good. It, it, was, was. Surpri- it was surprising. It was surprising. So uh, looking, looking at setting the location in New York City. The city vibe, I think, really adds a new element that we hadn't seen in screen movies. It's always been pretty isolated suburban areas. 
And so I like this new setting. I like the the ensemble cast is is huge, it's massive compared to other films where you would have like five or six. There's like twelve people in this film. I think I know why. Yeah. There's like fifteen people on the poster. It's like because it's basically the legacy sequel times two. They have so many characters, so like now you can't guess who it is. Yeah. Like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they even got Hayden Panettiere. So other other actors from previous films are on this film as well, combined with the other cast. My guess is they're gonna beef up Jenna Ortega's role because she became such a big star. I believe they finished filming recently, but yeah. they fi- they filmed all throughout the winter, and it, it looks cool. I'm very excited for it. And although I'm still very disappointed that Nev Campbell did not get paid what she's deserved and what she asked for, you know, it's it's gonna be weird seeing a screen movie without Nev Campbell. It's a I think it's a crazy story that no one's really talking about. But nobody doesn't anyone care. She deserves to get paid. Yeah, it's it's yeah. odd. But then I think they were just like, we have so many actors in this movie. It's not that I'm guessing they were like, it's not that big of a priority if we have twelve big big actors in this film. I wonder if they'll probably just kill her like before the movie even starts. Maybe she just won't even be involved. Maybe maybe. maybe um, I bet you Gail gets killed in the opening scene. Gail's gonna call her. And it'll go to voicemail. And be like, I guess she's not coming. <laughs> 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 Next up, Aubrey Plaza was on SNL, and I didn't watch all of it, but I love her. But she brought back with Amy Poehler their characters from what's the Parks, show? And, Parks Rec. and Rec, which on the weekend update. Yeah, it was terrific, and it was great to see April uh, back in action. Leslie Nope. And Leslie Nope. It was very fun. It was very cute, and it's it's funny because like I grew up, I watched that show. You grew up watching that? I didn't grow up watching, but I watched it from the beginning. And yeah, then he was six years old. Yeah. He took a time machine forward to yeah. watch Parks and Rec. But it's great to see it come full circle. A little show like that, and nobody knew who either of them were really. Well, Aubrey Plotz was pretty unknown then, but um, she was coming off of SNL, Amy Poehler. But that show was so funny in its own thing, even though it did the format of The Office, but it did it in a different way. It was just great to see them back in their roles. Next, we have more news from the Alien franchise. It's setting a new comic book run at Marvel. It's set to debut on Alien Day this April. I didn't know there was an Alien Day. Me neither. We can have a day for everything. Yeah, man. Every day that's like National Day of Rugs, National <laughs> <laughs> National French Friday, Jimbo Day. Who who picks that stuff? Is there some some random dude it's on the, a computer? The president. He works for yeah. He works <laughs> that's for, what the president's doing from eight to five. No, no, there's a guy who works directly <laughs> under Biden. He sets the days of like tomorrow's French Friday. The next day is natu- National. Sir, we need we need a day for Alien Day. National Tree Day. <laughs> <laughs> we need an alien day. <laughs> They're out there, man. <laughs> National Day of Ropes. <laughs> Give them their day in the spotlight. <laughs> Resident Evil fans have signed a petition to HBO to give them the Last of Us treatment. So Resident Evil fans, they want Warner Brothers and HBO Max to buy the Resident Evil property and make their own adaptation of, the t- of a TV series of Resident Evil after how accurate... And video game, how how accurate the the new Last of Us show was to the video game and how it honored the video game didn't really change much. They want that for their show, for their video game, the Resident Evil franchise as well. So I think, I mean, I'd sign that petition. Bring it over. Absolutely. It's I watched the Netflix hard. one. It was terrible. Every time I watch a Resident Evil movie, I'm like, how is it? How can they not just make a good one? It writes itself. But even the, even the series at Netflix that came out last year was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was so bad. <sighs> I've heard bad. I haven't watched it, but I've heard nothing. But so yeah, I, I'm going to look. I might sign this petition, honestly. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see HBO Max do it. John Williams has a documentary in the works from Steven Spielberg about John Williams and his career, which is really cool. Best buds. And, you know, it, it's so <laughs> cool to see from Spielberg's lens. Yeah. 
to show what John Williams means to film, not only just to his films, but to cinema in general. So that sounds amazing. You can't watch to, wait to see that. Imagine all the behind the scenes footage he has yeah. of John Williams. Because they always they often recorded their sessions with video and stuff. And the final bit of news is Training Day is getting a 4K UHD release for its 20th anniversary. It's up for pre-order next month. Now, this is actually a big deal because a lot of older movies, they haven't been formatted to 4K or 6K. So you're not getting, if with a DVD and even with a Blu-ray, you're still not getting the perfect cinematic experience that the filmmakers intended, Antoine Fuqua in this case. So this is definitely something if you're a fan of Training Day, Get this 4K UHD to really enjoy the film at home the way it was intended by the filmmakers. King Kong ain't got shit on me! <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to Movie News. My sorry man. sorry, we did a little late today. We uh, had a long weekend. We, did, we weren't able to record yesterday. Yeah, last night we were uh, you know, we were up a little late hanging with everyone after the show. And we had went to a brewery, then went to get some more food afterwards. It was, it was a wild day. It was so day. fun to see everyone. We'll talk more in depth about the live show on Wednesday. You can still rent it again like we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Episodes this week, we're going to do Last of Us on Monday. So every Monday now, we're going to do our Last of Us reviews. Because so tomorrow. It's really exciting. And we want to kind of get in there with our review earlier than Tuesday. So Mondays now for the next six, seven weeks will be Last of Us reviews for every episode. Tuesday this week will be an episode breaking down and previewing Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, where we recorded at Spotify headquarters in downtown Los Angeles. So definitely don't miss that one on Tuesday. And then we'll figure something out for Thursday as no well. No plan yet. We gotta do something. We, we, gotta, get, we gotta get back to work. It's, <laughs> we, we did not get much done in terms of filming this weekend. But thank you for tuning in. And thank you to everyone who tuned into our live show yesterday. It was a blast and we were so happy to share it with you take care see you next time raiders of the lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by jacob kosler opening music by chase jackson